are back for another episode. It is Songwriters Lounge time, people. We're going to play you some some sick tunes, and we're going to play you also some brilliant uh, voice notes that you guys have been sending in for the two questions that we asked last week. One of which was a production-based question, the other was a songwriting question. So yeah, should be a lot of fun. Yeah, we had a lot of fun this week, actually. We've got, as I mean, Andy said it perfectly, we've got some great songs, great questions. Absolutely smashed it, guys. We were overwhelmed with the response. So thank you again. Yeah. Um, Andy, what? how has your week been, my friend? My week has been great, my other friend. Um, <laughs> you know what was great? I finally got your guitar tracks. <laughs> Yes, finally <laughs> delivered three weeks finally late. Finally <laughs> delivered on his promise and sent me in some cheeky guitar, which I've now mixed into my, my song, which is grand. So I'm now uh, recording the vocals this Friday with the artist. Can't wait. In the studio. So yeah, buzzing, buzzing for that next step. I always love when you finally get the vocalist on the, you know, on the mic and that song that you've kind of created just comes to life. And you can really bounce off each other in the studio as well, which I'm really looking forward to. Um, socially distanced, of course, because we're going to have to park each other at opposite ends of the studio. But yeah, I'm really looking forward to it. So that's really no, what I've kind of been doing at the moment. And yeah, just, just excited to hear it, man. I can't yeah. wait to hear it. Um, <laughs> again, apologies. I want, I want all of our listeners to be be here for this when I officially apologise to Andy for how long it yeah. took. It did take Ooh. a while. Every time I sat down to do it, something went wrong. My guitar strings would snap or something audio-wise. But we got there in the end. Um, yeah, and you did a good job for me, man. So I'm, thank you. I'm appreciative, um, so thank you. Well, after like probably a month of just coming up flat with everything, I was really like getting myself down, which I'm sure many people can relate to. I just Every time I sat on my laptop trying to write something, I just nothing was coming out that was good. And then last night, finally, I sat down and started working on something. And I was like, yes, this is good. Cheeky break. This is good. So I started recording that. Um, I've actually got, which doesn't happen to me often because I kind of make things up as I go along. I've actually got a really clear image of what I want it to be in my head. So I want like a an English female singer on it with a very enunciated English accent. So kind of like we, we featured Dala Jade, that kind of yeah. vibe. Yeah, she came um, to my mind there too. Yeah, so um, Dala, if you're listening, get in touch. <laughs> it's cool. It's gonna. It's like a proper country kind of feel, but really feel good. Um, cool. Yeah, and as you can see, we're both wearing our comfort t-shirts. They are proper comfy, representing <laughs> Songwriters Lounge. And you can Represent. pick one up. You can pick one up yourself at songwriterslounge.net forward slash store. They're available for you on the site. And don't forget, uh-huh. guys, that our partner, Jet Tracks, are offering a buy one, get one free for backing tracks. Just go to jettracks.com, use code songwriterslounge, and you'll get literally production-ready backing tracks for, for your vocals. So don't miss out on that. So I'm totally. super excited about some of the ones that I'm hearing at the moment from them. I mean, it's a no-brainer. Like, you get two... Two amazing tracks, which then you can release as singles or, you know, and it's literally mixed and ready to go. It just needs your vocals on top of it and then off you go, man. That's just... Yeah. If you're a vocal artist, that's the dream. <laughs> exactly. If I was a singer, if I had 
anywhere yeah. near a good voice, I'd be like, right, I'm using that. Why, why would I sit down and spend hours writing something? <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. They've done it for you. <laughs> exactly. Class. Right, so shall we smash into some music? Yes, please. I'm looking forward Let's to these ones it. this week. So I'm really looking forward to this first one. Um, and it is by a band called Sequoia. And this song is Lost and Reckless. Hey, this is Alex from Sequoia, and you're listening to our single, Lost and Reckless. My emo kind of post-hardcore <laughs> self is just screaming inside like ah, so good. I love, love the it. drums, man. Love the drums. Being a drummer, the drums that is are the best part of that mix for me. They smacked, didn't they? They were just I mean you hear it everywhere, like a band is only as good as a drummer, and the drums in this song are just oh, unreal. And it's so it breathes throughout the track, like yeah. Goes like double time on the snare at times, brings it back into a half time, then goes super yep. snare heavy on the verse. Yeah, I loved when so they went cool. from the single to the double time mid like chorus. That was so sick. Loved and then that. they take it away again at yeah. the end of the chorus. They, they go back, back to the half time. <laughs> loved it. Loved it. Really, really clever drum production. First of all, but also just the way yeah. the drums are written. Awesome. And the cymbal work in the verse, the everything sounds so good. Uh, the guitar riff, super thick, really in your face. Everything you want from this kind of music is, I don't know if it, it sounds like it could be even drop C sharp or maybe even lower. Yeah, it's like the um, drop C. But super, super good. And they've even got like a clean arpeggiated kind of thing going on in the verses in the background, if you listen. Um the, the, the thing that makes it so impactful is that reverse snare when it kicks in. It starts with that synthy thing and then yeah. and then it's just like it smashes. There's a big sub drop there. Everything production-wise, top-notch. Love the synth. Thrown out to the side in the verses. Bring it back in. in the, it's, it's there. Pre- prevalent throughout the song is that synth kind of what? four bar thing or not even yeah, four yeah. bar maybe um super tight produced really well alex's vocals 
and the melody is awesome. I actually met these guys a while ago and you know they they kind of release themselves as a band with this track, which I think is very clever. Like they come straight out the gate. They got I can't I was talking to them, they got something like twelve thousand streams in a week and no one even knew who they were. What? Yeah, I mean that's so, so good. And they're releasing more and more music as they go. They've actually just filmed a music video from, from their new tracks that I'm excited to listen to. Oh, and yeah, I mean, I just think it's so good. Like the vocal is so good for this kind of music. And even though the guitar is dropped down so much, there's, it's like singing. It's not, it's not screaming, which is different, which I liked. Um, these are, these are the kind of ones that I thrive on when it's like, what would I add? Because I'm so used to this, especially being back in my band, like the yeah. collaboration with, you know, the other the other band members. I think the first thing I would have done was added tons more harmonies. They've really doubled up on Alex's voice nice in the production. Like the vocal doubling is so good and that's why it's so thick in the chorus there. I'd have loved some harmonies in there. Just on the, your last... Yeah, I'd have loved it. Yeah, um, yeah and, and that's really it. I just think, it, just missing a little bit, little bit of harmony for me, but everything else I think absolutely spot on. Yeah. Done a great job, lads. Can't wait to hear more. I love um, I love the thickness of the mix. We've talked quite a lot in like the elements of the critique on this show where we're like, oh, we just wanted a bit more body, a bit more thickness to this mix. This mix is thick. Yeah, <laughs> this and has the been like, Yeah, this has been pushed hard on the limiter in the mastering phase. Um, but I mean, did really, really well there. Um, and it sounds so, just so rich, but not to the point that like it's, it's sucked all the dynamics out by hitting that limiter so hard. So it's just, it's just a really well-produced track. And instantly you get that kind of metal, post-hardcore vibes, like really kind of bullet from a Valentine. Um, oh, I just love, just love that. I mean, Me I'm too. a big fan of the genre anyway, so instantly I was sold as soon as those drums kicked in and I was like, oh, I know what's happening here. Um, loved the, the vocal EQ and effects. And what I mean by that is it, it, the vocals sat really well in the mix. They removed quite a lot of the low end of the vocal. So sometimes in like pop music and whatnot, when the vocalist is really up close with the mic, you get a lot of the low end and it's like, it, it makes them sound like they're really close. This this kind of production technique was like a mid technique. So um, the, the vocals were kind of middle of the mix. You know, it had depth, but it wasn't so far back that I couldn't distinguish everything and and it didn't get swallowed up. So I just, I really liked that. It was just well sat in the mix for me so that you could have that really thick drum presence and guitars at the hard pan left and rights. And it just gave a really good, I think that's what tailored it to having that real body to the mix as well. You know, it, it didn't just focus solely on the vocals. Um, and I loved the vocals. The huskiness of that kind of great rock voice was so cool. Um, and I think there was a couple of screams in there, wasn't there? There is, there is. And I, you so know, I, as, oh, as you were that. talking, man, I hate to barge in on your go, no, but go as you it. were talking, sometimes you need to just listen to someone else talk about the production. And I think what they've done, you said that they've taken away the low end, which I didn't think about. And I thought they have, but they've also 
Now, I would love to know if this is a trick they use because I've used it before in my old band. Uh, Fabfield to do a plugin called Saturn and it's like multi-band saturation. Oh, yeah, yeah. It sounds like what they've done is they've, they've kind of rolled off the low end, but also multi-band distorted the lows and the, the mid to low range, which yeah, is yeah. where you're getting that huskiness and the, like it's super. Yeah. So yeah, sorry to I'll leave barge that. in. No, no, that's cool, man. No, I love that. Yeah. So that's kind of what I picked up and I, I'm a big fan of like Screamo and I love when bands put in screams that just, Oh, it just makes me, it, it kind of, it makes Pumps me want me to be seeing them live and just like getting in the pit <laughs> and, going, <laughs> and going mental. Your wee so, little Scotsman. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Probably, I've, I mean, I've all had so many near-death experiences in a, in a mosh pit, but I'm still here to tell the tales. So. Um, Standing strong. Don't write me off. <laughs> but yeah, like I think the only critique I can really offer um, when I was listening to this is I just missed a couple of words in the chorus. So I don't know if that was, obviously the, cor the, the chorus is so thick, so heavy, and there's so much going on. Um, I don't know if it's just a case of pulling out some of the words more like, like surgically or, you know, a bit more compression just to bring the overall level variation in the vocal down and maybe bring it up a couple of dB or just to add some maybe you know, a boosted bit of presence and air in the vocal just so it, again, lifts forward slightly. That's that's literally my only critique is some of the words I just lost um, lyrically. So, but that's really it. So I think for the, for me, this is a 10 out of 10. I love this track and Produce I am so excited well. to hear more. Yeah, definitely. So glued together, isn't it? Yeah. Tasty mix. Tasty. 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 So let's go now to a completely different vibe of track. And it's a, this is a cool one as well, guys. Yeah. So this is from Lena Cooper. This is Lena Cooper here, and this is my new single, If You Ever Leave Me. And I hope you enjoy it. I saw you giggling there and I was like, what's he laughing at? Those lyrics are like seriously like creepy. 
but in a really cool way, like she is giving an aggressive warning, like if you leave me ever, I'll mess, mess you up. Because <laughs> she had like lyrics in there, like maybe I'm gonna get a gun or a knife or. <laughs> well, Lena, touche. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so yeah I mean, so good. I mean. Definitely different from the last song we listened to, right? I mean, totally, totally. It's uh, got a really cool vibe. This song and kind of the seven chords are giving that that kind of a jazzy feel in the background with the little like, like the guitar stabs and then the little runs. Really cool. Um, the guitar tone's really cool as well for the music. Mm, uh, really, this good. is the kind of track you can imagine like sitting in a whiskey bar or something and like they're performing live and like you know all in suits and nice clothes it's that kind of that kind of feel to the track with like shades on exactly proper cool and then all the guys shit themselves and run out of the bar because <laughs> yeah, they think like, they're going to get stabbed <laughs> I don't want to buy this one a drink no <laughs> um, I love the vocal melody as well she really played on the First of all, the percussion in the background and the guitar is adding that kind of vibe and then she just sits over the top of that mm. really nicely with her melody. There's so much energy and so much impact to what she's saying, as you said. Um, great vocal performance. Can't really say anything about that. Just really nicely sung and delivered in the, in the recording process. The vocals are produced nicely. I love the ad-libs that are thrown out hard left and right. Yeah, they're like, good. It kind of also adds that kind of stab and like energy thing. The, nah, nah, like almost like, it's almost like a violin effect that like with the really like, you know, staccato kind of feel. Uh, I think maybe the first track we've had that's got brass in it, maybe. It's got yeah. a really nice brass section in there. It definitely feels like the first track we've had that is actual brass. Like yeah, maybe I had like brassy synths, but that this sounded is, legit like yeah. brass players, didn't it? Um, and if you listen to the very beginning of this song, it's like a, a it's got this like male creepy vocal talking to you at the beginning, almost like the Michael Jackson thriller kind of yeah. thing, which again just adds that emphasis to the song and where it's going. Which, and again, makes you shit yourself. Yeah, it's just. <laughs> Andy's this scared, whole song just guys. made me shit Andy's scared. <laughs> <laughs> um, uh, I get this is a hard one to like think. It's so far out of anything that I've ever done. I can't really say anything. But for me, the mix was a little bit busy. There was a lot going on in there. And there was times when you just lost the vocals a little bit. So I'd have maybe brought them forward. Or like Andy pointed out in the last track maybe not even brought it forward, just added some air to it so it kind of pushes through that high end. That would have brought it forward a lot more, in my opinion. Mm -hmm. And the hi-hat for me could have been brought down slightly. A little bit too overpowering there with like the multiple hi-hat hits. Um, but again, really easy fix, maybe bring it down a dB or two. And the guitar was a little mid-range heavy for me. Um, again, I don't know because the style of music it is, that's definitely the effect they're going for and the tone they're going for. Um, so that being said, like, I'm just gonna shut up. <laughs> like, <laughs> I love this. I love this kind of music. and I love the input of the, you know, the the seven chords there in the background that makes so much difference to me and the, the kind of whole vibe of it. As soon as you listen to it, you're like, whoa, this is cool. Like yeah. straight away. But yeah, I, I enjoyed this one. Track. 
definitely a cool track and apart from it making me so stressed um <laughs> I, I really did enjoy it i mean it's so good again like i talk all the time on the show about the songs need to trigger emotions and straight away like not just lyrically but all the i i feel deliberate attempts at the sound design was to create that kind of chaotic stressful environment to just re-emphasize the message of don't you ever leave me or i'll kill you um which you know definitely came across so um message received (laughs) (laughs) um so yeah like sound design wise like lena went to town on this track there's so much going on it's really difficult to speak about everything that i liked um, it's probably one of the busiest mixes we've reviewed on the show, I feel. Possibly. Just sound design-wise, you know? So A lot going on. So much going on. Really solid vocal, so she did so well there. Really good kind of, again, sat well nicely in the mix. I really like the harmonies and the intervals mm-hmm. that those harmonies were at. I don't think, again, were like your nice major... No, they definitely weren't. They yeah. were quite kind of harmonic, very quite like... You know, again, creating that stressful, yeah, tonal clash. Dissonance. Force, dissonance, I think yep. it was. Yep. So, like, really good choice there. I loved the kind of vocals. They were kind of rappy. You know, they were like, she was kind of doing da, this da, little... Da, 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 yeah, it was yeah, yeah, like, really cool. It was like a rap section, but with melody, which I quite liked. Um, so, yeah, loved that. The bass line in this. So, I'm a sucker for like a really like moving kind of funky bass line and this had such an interesting bass uh you know line itself and, and it was really thick to really layer up that low end and it was a big part of the driver and the track for me um i just loved what was what it was doing and it added so much for me in that low end and that low portion of the track and yeah i loved the electric guitar really kind of chunky, really distorted, really, uh, again, another kind of instrumental driver um, of, of the overall track for me. And she used quite a lot of variation in the percussion, which I liked. Uh, so those were the kind of main, main things that I took away. I, I kind of agree with you in terms of critique. There was so much happening that I think it, at times it distracted me a bit because I was like, my brain was an overload trying to listen to all these different, uh, you know, one minute there was the guitar on my left and then whatever, the harmonies and percussions flying about and it was all so good and it really created that chaos emotion. Um, And to be honest, when I think about it, you know, that's what... The track's about. The track's about. So it's, it's not really so much a critique that... It's just, for me, maybe a couple of less things to try and refocus it more on Lena and the message she's given um, would have been would have been ideal. So maybe a, just a couple less instruments. But I really liked the vibe of the track. I liked the... In, like, I did like the different instruments that they used, like the brass, guitars. So, yeah, it was it was an interesting one to, to listen yeah, to this. I agree. And... Um, and once I, you know, I dried my tears, uh, <laughs> you know, I had a lot of respect for this track. <laughs> <laughs> once he came out of the closet, he was fine. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> once he stopped hiding away from... Once I stopped hiding away. 
<laughs> so thanks, Lena. That was brilliant. Yeah, yeah, I loved that one, honestly. So on to the next track now. We'll go to Nico Evis Hunter. Hello, everyone. My name is Nico, and I'm a Glasgow-based singer-songwriter. And I am delighted to introduce you to my debut single, Hunter. Tiny body tying knot in to a string and keep keep on watching. You will see it fade away when she sleeps. She thinks about the rain. Cello. Oh, I don't cello know what you think, it. It's so rich. That cello to start, man, was I, I, so well played. It, it also, like, <gasps> they take the cello away and then they bring it back at the absolute perfect moment in that little verse bit. Yeah. Like, she, like, you got the guitar and she's driving it and then bring back the cello and then bring back that organ in the background as well. And I love the lyric, when she sleeps, she thinks about the rain. I don't know, I just... I think that's such a cool lyric. Like, yeah. One of those ones that really sticks in my mind is, I have no idea what it means, but well, this is a thing. I love so it. Did, yeah, did you like get from the song that it is literally about a hunter <laughs> or, <am> I, <laughs> or is it like a metaphor? Because I'm, yeah, that's the only thing I didn't get was that is, is it like, because there's a lot of like describing words around like that kind of thing and I was thinking maybe this is about it's certainly painting the picture of a hunter in my mind, lyrically. Oh, so. it's quality. I, I, I yeah. don't know. Like, this is why I kind of like songs like this is because everyone can kind of take something different from it. Yeah, yeah, totally. Like, I take one lyric and then, in my mind, that brings up a memory in my mind that yes. it's probably not a memory that someone else will have. And it's just because I love that lyric and the way she delivers it from, like... She's right down here in the verses and then when she sleeps and she like brings the melody up. up. So again, I loved it. The guitar was played very well as well. Everything was played well. Nico sung it brilliantly. And this is again why I love doing this show because track number one was heavy, hard hitting, bang, bang, bang. Track number two was like, whoa, this is cool. Different vibe, scared Andy. <laughs> and then this track was so just sit back enjoy it like there's not much going on so it's very easy to listen to and follow when I say not much going on that is in no way a bad thing no, I yeah, want to point yeah. out um, when you can do things like this yeah 
it brings the lyrics through to impact you more. And I think that's what Nico was going for, um, especially with that addition of the organ in the background, the kind of the like just the super high end organ. Yeah, that's cool. That's cool. High passed, probably severely high passed right up until the mid kind of maybe 600 hertz and above, which makes it sound awesome and leaves that low end for the cello, which mm. I love. Uh, I, I can't really say anything much more about this song. I just loved, I loved the lyrics. I loved the delivery of the vocal, the delivery of the cello, the acoustic guitar. This is the kind of music that you get lost in. Mm, totally. like it's just so just okay love this love this um again this is one that challenged me when i think like if i was in the songwriting room or the the booth what would i do and the only thing i could think of is just layering some piano accents in there on the really high end like when she sleep maybe like just following that melody with a piano or yeah adding little accents here and there but I mean, again, who knows? Maybe Nico tried it and she was like, nah, it's not working for like, me. No. <laughs> but again, the beauty of just having someone say like, this is probably what I would add if I was there. Like makes you think, oh, wow, I didn't even think of that. Like, So I loved this song. I loved all three of the songs today. And I loved this song, especially because it was so stripped back and can be performed anywhere and the lyrics are very, very well thought through. So thank you, Nico. I loved it. And let's hopefully it didn't scare Andy. I, I can't. But it was about a hunter. So maybe it did scare Andy. But we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. This could be a running theme. Well, I mean, she's from my hometown. So uh, she, can't, she can't be that scary, hopefully. I'm going to tell myself that because she will live near me at some point <laughs> in Glasgow. So <laughs> no, I mean, Nico, that I love this track. Um, really lovely folk song vibe uh, dead relaxing like instantly I was like oh chilled out lovely like folky vocal performance too I don't know if that's like deliberate but to me like when I'm listening to her sing just like the nuances of her tone and her dialect and the way she kind of flows vocally just screamed out kind of folk vibe for me and, and I loved that lovely melodies happening there vocally really good pitching like well-pitched vocal um for something that's quite vocally uh, open you know it's it's there's not an, an awful lot covering up anything like pitchy wise that was going on so that's that's been a really good performance there really like well-balanced mix i love the use of dynamics so you, you can hear the dynamics in that cello and that's what drove me to love it so much was the emotion from the player just like you you could you could feel the cello. Yeah. I, I wasn't just hearing it, I was like feeling the cello. And that is just amazing when you can feel the instrument because there's so much emotion and emot emotiveness, if that's a word, in the playing. Uh loved that. Absolutely loved that. The guitar, the acoustic guitar was I thought really well treated with a really nice EQ and compression. And what I mean by that is it's, I think it was finger picked and always with my experience of myself with finger picking, you always get that one finger that's plucking way too much. Way too hard. You know, yep. Way too hard. And it's like, it's like always you see it in the EQ that kind of Spike. That note is just yeah. spiking through. So there was a really nice smoothness to the finger picking, which 
there wasn't any of that kind of distracting one note coming through and I was like, oh, I wish that was just tamed. So that's been treated re- really well there. Um, and yeah, like I just really enjoyed it. You know, I just sat back, closed my eyes and just really got in that kind of place. And even if, like, this is the thing with me, I'm, I'm like lyrically very like, like I don't interpret like abstract stuff. So, but that's just me personally. So that's why I'm like trying to work out myself what that lyrical kind of message was for me. Um, if you listen to any of my songs, I just write like complete, like black and white kind of stuff. So <laughs> yeah. that's just, you know, that's just the the art of it. And I'm sure some people will be able to really take like a poetic kind of meaning from that kind of, that kind of lyrical content that she's developed there. And it's, there's certainly some lovely stuff in there. I think in terms of critique for me, I just wanted the, the chorus vocal hook to be developed a bit more. So it was quite, I, I don't know if it was like too short or whatever, but I, I felt like I was just about getting drawn in at the start when she took it up and then it didn't quite develop on for me. So, you know, there's not that vocal hook there in the chorus that um, that just stood the, the test of time for me, you know, and that I could hum in 10 sure. minutes that I can remember. So... But I'm not necessarily too too gutted about that because again, this song isn't really about that for me. It's not really about that that hook and that catchiness, like pop songy, you know, that pop songs try and do. This is more about sitting back, kind of relaxing, melancholic, melancholy. What's what am Melan- I trying to melancholy. say? Melancholy. Melancholy. <laughs> There we go. It'd be good if I could speak English. Um, Scottish. <laughs> she's Scottish, so she, she'll totally understand what I'm saying. Um, so yeah, it was more about like sitting back, listening, relaxing and chilling into the track. Um, so, But but that's just, again, my, my personal opinion. So, yeah, it's a beautiful thank song. Thank you for sending beautiful. in that, that lovely vibe. Yeah, all of it. All of it. Loved it all. <laughs> cool, right, so we're going to batter into play you guys um on the show which is our second episode that we've done isn't it tom this is the second episode where we've heard other songwriters and producers takes on a question that we pose so again getting the community involved love it i love hearing what other people have to say and i think you'll definitely pin together some some ways to to write and produce with these questions because there's a lot of similar themes and all the answers and it just means it's a great answer so yeah let's get into it man so yeah so welcome to the songwriters lounge school and we're going to introduce you to your lecturers who have sent in their voice notes ready for some learning people so the the question was before we get on so this is a songwriting question from last week and what we asked was what do you do when you start a track fresh so what are some of the first things that you do to get your creative juices flowing basically and here's our first answer lovely so how do i begin writing a new song well on my phone in notes i have a like really long list of song ideas concepts uh lyrics titles even um and all, I could try and capture all these moments of inspiration, like it might be in the middle of the night or I might be at the gym or I might be out on a different job. Um, 
you know, something just comes into your head. And if you're not in an environment to sit down and write, then I don't want to forget these little things. I want to bank them. So that means when I'm sat down in a songwriting session with myself or with other people, um, I can look at this list if nothing comes organically. And, you know, I can read out the options and hopefully something will pop out to the both of us that we can both agree on and get stuck into and write about. So I feel like it's a really useful thing to do. Um, so you're never stuck in the beginning of a session. And alongside that, in my voice notes, I have just a library of um, melody ideas or like little chorus ideas, snippets, maybe guitar riffs, piano riffs, little melodies I might be humming. So this partnered with the uh, list of my notes is a really good starting point um, to get into a song. Because, you know, you might be writing when Perhaps one day you're not feeling too inspired or um, can't think of anything that comes to your head naturally. So it's really nice kind of safety just to have all these things banked and ready to go. Definitely. I mean, I have that myself. Yep, definitely. Yeah, so like for me, I do exactly that. Like you said it like at the very start of the episode, Tom, like sometimes you just don't have that inspiration. So all our voice notes that we've talked about before... <laughs> Come yeah. out on those days, doesn't they? Yeah, I mean... Some good stuff. We've probably brought it up multiple times about the voice notes and having a notebook or a note idea in your phone. Also, great advice. Yeah, that was good. Cheers, Ollie. Thanks, Ollie. On to the next one. Hi, Songwriters Lounge. Uh, this is Graham John, songwriter, coming to you from uh, sunny Valencia. Thanks ever so much for asking me to contribute to your podcast. It is an honour. Uh, so the question, how do I begin writing a new song? Well, I think the hardest way, uh, or certainly the way that I find most difficult, is when I actually have words in my head. Uh, I like what I, uh, I like the words that I come up with, uh, and then I have to find music to fit it. I think that's the hardest thing for me. Uh, it is very, very rare, very rare that I pick up the guitar, strum a chord, and the words just appear by magic. Uh, the only thing I would add to that is that once I get a chord sequence that I like, I play it and play it and play it and just play it constantly, almost like teasing the words out of nowhere. Uh, thinking about the sound of the chords, whether it's a major chord, whether it's minor chord sequence, uh, and just basically playing it. Uh, and then when I'm not playing the guitar, singing it in my head over and over again until, and then I might, I might even uh, start singing something silly. Uh, I've heard this a lot of times, and to be honest, it does work for me. Uh, I sing silly lyrics to whatever melody I've come up with. Uh, and something usually pops out of that. So, yeah, it's varied. Uh, I like it that way. I'm not stuck in one way of uh, writing songs. That's cool. Lovely. It's definitely, Re repetition. Repetition. Yeah. It's definitely um, always melody before words for me. I don't know. What are you, Tom? Same. Yeah, same. I'm not a lyric man. I'll write a melody. I can't. So he'll hum a pretty tune. <laughs> pretty tune. Pretty tune. Or like like Graham said, he'll start singing silly words and just make them make sense. Yeah, totally. Love it. That was good. 
What's up, everybody? It's Darren Cooper from Darren Cooper Music here to talk about how I start to write a new song. Uh, usually, for me, how this uh, this process begins is by finding inspiration. And for me, I have a Spotify playlist of songs that have caught my ear, caught my attention as I've been listening. Maybe a drum pattern, maybe a, a vibe and feel of the, the song as a whole. Maybe it's a certain guitar lick that sparked a melody idea. Uh, I have a playlist that I tend to go back to and listen to. So it starts by finding that inspiration for me. And then it comes to sitting down with a guitar, sitting down with maybe a, a keyboard, but mostly guitar for me, and trying to find a chord progression that begins to create the emotion that I'm looking for. Something that sparks that interest, that desire, that need to take that melody to the next level. And then from there, it's all about song structure. There's something about putting the structure of the song together. This would be a verse, this would be a chorus, maybe a bridge or an outro. Uh, it helps me to begin to fill in the blanks. And so songwriting for me, or starting from there, starts with inspiration, leads to a guitar part, that then goes to the full form of the song, the full foundation, and that helps me to create something brand new and start a song from scratch. So hopefully that's an inspiration to you. Happy creating, go out and create your art. Yeah, I mean, I did the same thing, Spotify Nailed playlist. Yeah. I call it writer's block, so I know that it's at the bottom of my playlist, so if I had a song, nice and quick, I don't have to look for it. It's class. Um, yeah, I, I, I did do that. You should, yeah. because honestly, it helps. Yeah, it helps. Cool. There's not many songs in it. And yeah, chord progression and structure, that'll just inspire you. I like how Darren described the finding emotion. Yeah, well um, described. Yeah. yeah, so cheers, Daz. All starts with inspiration, totally right. Hey, my name is Lloyd Demo. I'm a singer, writer, producer, and an artist from, uh, from Sweden. Uh, so the question was, how do you begin writing a new song? Well, uh, for me, the process can start months before I even get to the studio. So the whole, I, the whole, the whole thing is to get the idea first. And that, I, that idea can come from anywhere, like uh, from a book, from a conversation with a friend, from a song that I hear, from, uh, from a movie, or uh, something that I go through myself, um, or you know, anything, anywhere. And, and when, when that idea pops up in your brain, it's, it's, it's for you to, to get it down on paper or recording in some kind of way so you remember it. you got to stay in the moment. And if I have a session with another artist, uh, I can present that idea, like, what do you think about this? Uh, or he has an idea that he thought about many, many months, or she thought about many months ago. Um, and we can, you know, discuss and debate how we're going to, uh, you know, tackle that idea. Um, but when I go into the studio, uh, it all comes down to the vibe. It's all about the vibe of the song. Uh, you want to you, you want to create a, a feeling when a person listens to the song. Is it going to be a sad song? Is it going to be a happy song? Is it going to be a happy sad song? Uh, kind of like the C Low Fuck You. Like is it going to be like you know. Uh, it's going to be like comic inside of it, uh, you know, what's, what's, what's it going to be? And you have to approach it, like, you have to keep the interest of the listener. Totally. Yeah, I get that. That's some sweet points.
I love the point of kind of letting the music do the work and just rolling with it and not thinking too much about it. Love that. Yeah. Riding that music wave. Yeah. Riding the wave. Said that one yeah. before. <laughs> Cheers, man. Really like that one. All the way from Sweden. I usually have some sort of idea or hook already in my head. Um, I'll start writing or typing every thought that pops into my mind. And once I have some phrases, I'll mess around on the guitar and start putting the song together. See, that's funny because she's more than a bit the lyrics, isn't she? And then she'll pick up the guitar. So we've had it both ways actually from you guys where half of the camp is start with the lyrics and the, the story and the inspiration. The other half's like I start with the melody and... And they, they kind of both then fuse together, so... Yeah, I mean, it really is just yeah. whatever you find easiest. And like, like Molly just said, like, she starts with the idea and the hook and builds upon it. Mm. You've got Darren that starts with finding inspiration and trying to build that emotion. Graham was all about, you know, just trying your hardest to find the melody by playing the music constantly. And then Lodimo was all about just, you know letting the music flow, letting it write itself, yeah, finding yeah. the vibe. I, I love all those answers and I hope that you guys listening find inspiration from some of them because, you know, we're all trying to do the same thing and write good music. Um, so we really enjoyed those answers, guys. Thank you again. Cheers, guys. Yeah, it's so good to hear your, your different thoughts and techniques and all that kind of stuff. And that's why we, we brought this element into the show. Um, so the next, the next section is now talking about our production question, which you asked last week, Tom. So yeah, what I want to know from you guys is how do you tame your effects? And by effects, I mean reverb, delay, you know, maybe saturation if you want to throw that in there, but maybe reverb and delay. How do you tame it to not take over the mix? And here we go. Here's your answers now. So thank you again. Hey guys, this is Bob Corley with Digic Studios. The way I tame my effects during my recording process is I set up an aux, I load all my effects to that aux, and then I use a send to, to deliver it over there. That way I have a fader to control my individual effects, or sometimes a whole chain of effects, uh, separately from a clear audio track. At any rate, that's how I tame my effects in my mix. Yeah. Yep, good. I do the exact same thing. <laughs> yeah, good, good. Uh, yeah, Good day uh, knowledge there. <laughs> but yeah, cheers, cheers, man. Like, I think we'll see a theme running with this as you hear the other couple of answers we've got. Definitely. I never use the faders, though, interestingly enough. I always use the, on Logic, it's like the send amount, and I keep the, the plug-in on 100% weight signal or treatment or whatever, you know, if it's a compressor or reverb and stuff. Um, and very rarely do I actually change the fader on the, on the send channel. It's just, just my, my personal, what so, I end up using, you know? Do you, so this is what I do. So I I think this is what Rob was saying now was you use a send, mm -hmm. but then that send you bus to an effects bus. And then on that effects bus, you can put things like EQ on it and kind of tame ah, that effects there and then use that totally. fader to bring it up or down. I think yeah, that's, because so, so that's what totally I do. That's, yeah, yeah, totally that's what I do too. Right, okay, got you. <laughs> Got you. Cheers, We're on the man. Same, Love that. On answer. the same page. <laughs> right. Next. Next day answer. What's up, everybody? It's Darren Cooper from Darren Cooper Music here to talk about how to tame effects in the mix. This is kind of a, a good one. A great question. And how I tend to do that is by simply using uh, sins. 
I never put a reverb directly on a vocal or directly on a, a track. I tend to send that to uh, a send in my doll, right? So I can uh, blend in as much of that effect as I want without it being overpowered and overtaken. And that is a simple and easy quick way for me that I make sure that I am putting the right amount of reverb delay whatever the effect is onto that channel without it getting carried away the second thing that i do to make sure that my effects do not get carried away in the mix is to utilize eq i learned this trick uh, from watching a bunch of tutorial videos probably on youtube somewhere but using eq on reverb using eq even on delay to make sure that the right frequencies are, are um, in the in the mix then you know to cut out the lows maybe even cut out some of those highs so that the right amount of reverb the right amount of delay is hitting in the mix in the right way and so that is probably the best way that i've learned to tame those effects in the mix two simple ways one make sure you use sins two make sure you use eq and i hope that helps so go out and create some amazing art Cheers, man. Yes. Great answer again. Like uh, everything is just ticking all the boxes that I think most of us probably do. So yeah. thanks, Darren. Really appreciate you coming on. I had a penny drop moment myself when I was learning. And it was around the EQ because I, I just had so much reverb on this track and I didn't EQ any of the reverb. And I wondered why it sounded so muddy and muddled. And then I started to treat my reverb settings with EQs. And oh my god, it cleaned the whole thing up. So yeah, that's a vital one. The second one is good. Addition. Oh yeah, man. Like, the, have you heard of the Abbey Road curve? I haven't. No. So Abbey Road have been doing this trick on their their effects buses since the '60s, and they roll off the low end up until 600 hertz, and then they okay. roll off everything above 10k. And you know that's not that much of a gap, but that's no how they clean up the muddiness, and it works. I mean. Yeah, yeah, it works for the Beatles. It if works it, for me. If it's good for yeah. If it's good for the Abbey Road guys, then it's good for most. I would assume. Great, yeah. great Cheers, answer. Darren. Cheers. Hey guys, Patch here. I uh, hope you guys well. Um, effects, how I tame them. Um, I like to use high pass filters and low pass filters to clear up the the rumble and the mud, and to stop things like sibilance bouncing around and becoming messy. Um, I also like to sidechain the reverb and the vocal together so the reverb ducks when the vocal comes in. Um, little tricks like that I find are quite helpful. Um, other than that, just reducing the, the time on the reverb can help it, you know, not swamp everything, which is always always a nice thing to do. So yeah, hopefully that helps. Yeah, that's cool. good. I've never ever thought of doing that side chaining the reverb and vocal together. So really? I learned something new from yeah. Never, I never, oh. not once, never thought so, of it. So, so that's funny because um, again, I I picked this up on tutorials and whatnot. I th I think I picked it up initially on YouTube, um, and yeah, I just used the Pro Q three and side chain that to the vo the the kind of main vocal bus. And so every time the lead vocal is singing, you obviously, you don't want it to be swamped in the reverb, but what what it what it really nicely does is if you have like a, a nice, you can even use a compressor and you can play with the kind of release time so that when 
when they stop singing, there's that lovely like long tail that that follows mm-hmm. that that kind of especially songs where you have like a nice vocal kind of um, space and you have a gap and and you want that that reverb to fill that gap and give that impression of depth. It's it's such a good technique for that. So yeah, play I'm, de- I'm definitely gonna try it. <laughs> great answers, man. Thank you, Patch. Thank you. DJ Thank Curly you, and Darren and everyone else that answered and submitted. We are uh, kind of brain overload this week, right? There was a lot to to talk about and listen to, and it was it was fun. But um, so, what is your question for next week, Andy? For everyone. So my one, I'm I'm going back to the production world here, and I know what I like use in terms of my mixing template and what works for me but I'm really interested to know what you guys use so I just want a general description of what does the setup of your mixing template look like on your digital audio workstation good question good question um so I'm going back to the to the songwriting question this week and mine is just nice and simple how do you write your lyrics where where do you find that inspiration? So boom, there's <laughs> no smoking mirrors there. It's just how do you write your lyrics, guys? Nice and easy. <laughs> nice and looking easy. Looking forward from someone that struggles with lyrics myself. I'm genuinely interested to to good, hear good. everyone's responses. So yeah. So you can please send in your stuff and be on the show, just like all the guys you've just heard. By sending your voice notes by DM to us on our Instagram page, which is at songwriterslounge underscore, or send us your voice notes to submissions at songwriterslounge.net. We'll then play your answers, of course, on next week's show. Um, and it's just the ability for you guys to to be one of the lecturers in the Songwriters Lounge School for the day <laughs> and help in. us all help us all get stuck in and help us all learn a bit more and yeah, it's just it's just great to hear like-minded individuals sharing their knowledge. So Absolutely. thank you so much for everyone. Thank you from the bottom of our hearts. We yeah. l- love this week's episode and we'll see you on episode 12. We will. And if also, if you're a band or artist out there and you want your music on, just send us again your track with a voice note introduction to submissions at songwritersalounge.net and, and we'll get you on the show too. So Absolutely. thank you so much, guys, and we'll check... We'll check back in with you next week. See you next week, guys. Take care.